Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Romero Records Podcast. We're going to start off by giving you some of our sponsors. First off, we've got the Coffee Ride. The Coffee Ride makes amazing coffee. I'm telling you, they've got ingredients from all over the place. Exotic flavors, flavors, flavor, flavors, such as Ethiopian blends with strawberry, white grape, creamsicle, and jasmine. It's crazy. Their bags are biodegradable. Their farmers are paid well and local. One goal is to be able to ride their coffee to each home in order to avoid the use of gasoline or cars in general. It's crazy. Do us all a favor and order from this local company at thecoffeeride.com and receive 20% at checkout with the code Romero. That's R-O-M-E-R-A. We're also brought to you by Simper Savage. Simper Savage has done the work for you when it comes to making a salad dressing. Now, when I spoke to the owner of Simper Savage, he described to me that he wanted to have a salad dressing with no sugar, none of those added preservatives, none of that extra crap. Well, guess what? He is delivered. Simper Savage has none of those added sugars, none of that extra crap, none of that extra salt, those preservatives, none of that. This goes great as marinating meat. It goes great as marinating your veggies. Is that a thing? Do you marinate the veggies or is it just a dressing? Anyways, put Semper Savage on everything. It's like hot sauce. You know, you put hot sauce on everything. Do the same thing with Semper Savage dressing. It's amazing. Use code Romero Records at checkout at SemperSavage.com. That is S-E-M-P-E-R-S-A-V-A-G-E.com. We're also brought to you by FNX. Yes, FNX. They are formulated by athletes for athletes. You can expect to fill your shelves with high-quality supplements. Dude, FNX has CBD oil, BCAs, creatine, protein. You can get it all at fnxfit.com. Use code SUPA, not super, SUPA, S-U-P-A-H-E-N-D-O, 15 to get 15% off your order at checkout. Superhendo 15. Don't forget that every item purchased, that's a gallon of water. Think about this. They donate a gallon of water. I, I was too excited to, to finish my sentence, but they donate a gallon of water for every item purchased. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So yeah, go check out fnxfit.com. We're also brought to you by Magic Spoon. Now, at first I was really skeptical about Magic Spoon. Their cereal is pretty good. All right, so check this out. You know when you really want a bowl of cereal, but you feel kind of bad about eating it, basically? Well, Magic Spoon is a protein-packed cereal. Now, it's got zero grains, zero sugars, and three net carbs. Now, go ahead and do the Simper Savage and marinate on that. All right? So, everybody knows that they want to have cereal late at night when you're about to go to bed. Add a little protein to that. And how about zero carbs and zero sugars? Get some magic spoon in your life. Use code Hendo Saves. That's H-E-N-D-O-S-A-V-E-S. Hendo Saves. And you're going to get a good little discount at magicspoon.com. Alrighty. Welcome to America's Podcast. Today we have on... Tori Hudet. Awesome. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty wild 
uh, waiting to get you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. But you're well, busy. You know? Yeah. Well, honestly, it was, it was, you know, busy. Um, but it was also like, I wanted to, um, kind of time it around when I was going to be releasing my next song. My, mm. my next single has actually been ready, like video and everything mm. since March, but Dang. that was right when the <laughs> pandemic got real serious. Um, oh. And uh, I was just kind of like reading the room, and it just wasn't didn't feel right. So yeah. uh, seven months later, uh, <laughs> <laughs> finally I was just like, "All right, we got to do this podcast, man." Yeah, so appreciate your patience. Though. Oh, no problem. Yeah, they say that you know timing is everything when it comes to like dropping stuff, and oh, you know yeah. just the marketing of it and how you do it. It's it's pretty crucial. So yeah. kudos for you for being patient on that Thank because. I'm the type of person when I finish a song, it's like, yo, when do we drop it? <laughs> well, I got to give credit to um, the team I got around me, which is small. It's just uh, street savvy. My guys, Wheaton KG, we've been working together since 2012. And I'm definitely the same. I'm like, <laughs> this is great. Like, I want to get it out, especially if it's like, you know, got a message that just feels appropriate for the time. So, um, no, I'm definitely trigger happy in that sense. But my, uh, they're, they, help me make sure that my branding's on point and um they're more so like an artist development so they've really um kind of held the reins a little bit at times and and kept me focused on you know uh the fact that we're not signed so we don't have any pressure we don't have obligation to yeah. just and even though the industry is definitely favors you know pumping out music on a uh you know frequent and you know, basis and, and quickly, um, when you're an independent artist, truly independent, and I am, I don't have a manager, I don't have investor, I have none of that, I don't, nobody books me, I do all myself, so I wear a lot of hats, and if you're going to do it, you got to do it right, you yeah. know, and I've got too much invested at this point, too many years, too much time, too much energy to just crank shit out without second thought, yeah. so um, I've been conditioned to uh you know be patient um sometimes it's it's hurry up wait <laughs> it's stop and go you yeah. know go you know you gotta just know when to pump the brakes and and um do what's right for the brand overall not just what you want to do as an artist yeah so. i mean how long have you really been i guess like doing music on like the scale that you're doing it at you know you kind of go through phases as a as an artist so uh the phase that you're in now, how would, how long do you say you've been doing that? Well, as Tori Hudat, <clears throat> it's been since uh, 2012. Okay. Um, so about, about eight years now. Um, I mean, I've been doing music since I was like 14, 15, but I haven't actually been, you know, pursuing a career as Tori Hudat, um, you know, but for the, for the past eight years. Mm. And I started working with Street Savvy 2013 um, and really started seeing success like you know success what felt like success to me which that's a an ever-evolving term you yeah, know yeah. um when you're chasing that but um you know things started moving uh pretty quickly once I and organically once I you know started putting out music and uh surrounding myself with you know the right creatives that were challenging me and you know opening up doors so mm, okay yeah I um always love just like hearing about how people got started and stuff yeah. like that because it's everybody's got a different path uh -huh. everybody's got a different road oh, so yeah. it's it's awesome just knowing like hey this is how i did it and this is how i did it so that's yeah. that's why i got the podcast for is to yeah. like 
find out these stories and let everybody hear them. Yeah, well, I don't have like professional training. Like I didn't go to music school. I didn't um, even, I didn't actually even start like making music and taking that seriously till I was like 22, mm-hmm. 22. So how old are you now? I'm, I just turned 30. Just turned 30? Yeah, nice. yes. Yeah, I got the baby face. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, when I, f- I first started out, first started, take it back. I was a Christian rapper before I uh, I was the, the artist that I am today, like, mm. when I started out. And I won't go, you know, too deep into all that. But, like, when I was 14, 15, I was very involved in, in my church, and I mm. went by Victorious. Oh, um, okay. But when... I uh, turned 18, uh, graduated high school in Chicago. Is your name Victoria? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tori Victoria. That's yeah. hilarious. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, now everybody knows that. Uh, just don't call me Vicky and we're good. Uh, but yeah, when I graduated high school, um, I actually got into seminary. I was going to go to Trinity uh, nice. University, yeah, in Illinois, nice. <laughs> and I had you know my parents at the time. They were like, "Hey, we're we're moving back to Memphis like a month after I graduated." So I was feeling very conflicted at the time because of like my sexuality, and I didn't under you know fully understand how that meshed with my faith. Mm-hmm. So um, when I uh, graduated, and I was like, major life changes, and you're finished high school, and I'm like, do I really want to go to seminary? Like, is this really There was just a lot going on internally, so I pumped the brakes, and I was like, let me hold off on this. Like, I can come back to college. So I just moved to Memphis with my parents, and I took a few years off from making music because when I was in Chicago and I was doing the Christian rap thing, I was signed to a label out of Fort Wayne. Mm. I was, like, you know, doing it, you know. I I was serious about it then, but it it didn't it's still there was always that that underlying like i didn't know if it, if how if it really was going to be my path because of all the inner turmoil that was going yeah. through you know um so yeah i took off like 3 4 years from putting out music or recording music or doing anything like that uh just to kind of like figure out who i was mm-hmm. you know um i was still writing through that time but um before I even started putting out music again, uh, I went through a lot of transformation and I spent a lot of time just going to like local hip hop shows, like, um, and, and learning and, uh, kind of figuring out, you know, my place in hip hop, yeah, you know, yeah. as a, as a <clears throat> white female. And then, you know, at the time, like I'm, and I'm, and I'm freaking gay. Shit. <laughs> so like, just, just all those different identities and like, you know, how I was going to tell my story and then, you know, I didn't want to start up again and and really put myself out there until I was ready. Mm. So I don't think you're ever really like fully no. ready, and that's no. kind of why I figured out. Like yeah. I just kind of went for it, and um, yeah, I just uh, met some people through those shows and um, uh, just through the scene, like just getting to know people and. Started recording at Section 9 with uh, Matt Mages, um, recorded Tory Story, and uh, set a release date before it was done, so I kind of put it out too early, but uh, <laughs> it still, like, you know, did some things. Um, 
but then I once I learned a little bit more just in like the couple months after that I was like dang I need to like properly mix this joint and I need to like master it and so I did a little re-release Tori Story 0.0 which is Tori Story just like I got with Leo Goff um who was uh Gotti's engineer I think he's still actually engineers for Gotti um and we we did that one right did it justice because the content on that is like you know really um it really set this set the tone for who I am as an artist and like what I represent you know so um I always said if I could like deliver those verses again and like to like go back and redo that one like some of those songs got some real potential (laughs) um yeah and then from there you know I just was gaining a lot of um I had this really strong like friend group um and we were just getting opportunities like left and right like between you know Spectrum at the time was like the biggest gay club in, in Memphis and um you know we were just we took over that gen every weekend and <laughs> census was popping at the time. And, um, then it, we graduated from census to one fifty two, and <clears throat> we just got a lot of love. Like, but I was consistent as fuck. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It wasn't for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely wasn't, I've, I've, I've always said like, I'm not the best rapper you ever, you're ever going to hear. I'm not the best artist by any standard. If you ask me, Yeah, but, I'm authentic. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that real, um, and and I'm I'm consistent, you know. And some people may disagree with that. I guess in the past few years, because um, I haven't been putting out music as frequently, but um, I've still been doing shit. You know, yeah. I found a way to maintain without having to, you know, kind of uh, just put out a song every other yeah, week or yeah. every few months. So. Um, I so think I think artists do kind of feel pressured to do mm-hmm. that. I mean, with so many artists out there, uh, yeah. you kind of feel like, oh, I gotta, I gotta keep my audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, stop listening to so and so. Come back, come back in. So right. no, I understand definitely. Yeah. But I, I, I've, I've, I've got a pretty core like fan base. Like, um, back in 2016, when the when the algorithms changed, like there was a big shift that year and mm. like how social media worked, especially like, you know, the main platforms like Instagram and Facebook. Um, and it was about the same time that I went through a really dark time. Like mm. I was, um, people didn't know then, uh, I've talked about it more since, but, um, I went through a really like, like deep depression and, um, I stopped engaging. Like that was like right around the time where like um, I was just like removing certain people from my life and like distancing myself from certain entities that I had once been affiliated with and was just trying to do that in a way that protected my brand and also my sanity at the yeah. time. So um, what, what caused that? Um, <clears throat> um, without getting like too like deep, too personal, um, you know, I just had the sense of loyalty to people that, uh, didn't really give a fuck about me. You mm. know what I mean? And I think that's really what it boiled down to is, um, me putting like too much weight and too much of my worth in like the people I had around me. Like I was never that person. I've never been like, I don't, I don't need a bunch of like attention or like, um, 
I don't need to be like in the spotlight. I just like, unless it's going to make a difference and like help people and like mean something. Um, but I just like, man, I surrounded myself with the wrong people, you know? Um, not everybody. Cause I still, like I said, I've been working with Wheaton KG and there's like, definitely I've got people in my corner, my DJ, DJ space age, like since the jump, like definitely got some core people and core fans, but, um, it was just a lot of personal shit really. What made you realize that, you know, those were the, the wrong people? Like did it one day you just wake up and like, Oh, no, it was gradual. <laughs> it was gradual. Like it was definitely something that like, you know, that was kind of like dropping off over time. And like, it was a, you know, someone like me, like, if I love you, like, I fucking got you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very intensely loyal, and, and I and it's hard for me to just to say surface. Like, that's why, like, I've learned now, like, I don't, like, connect, like, spend a lot of time with people or, or unless I, like, know that, not saying that, like, I'm, like, you know, all high and mighty, but let's just like, I got to protect my energy. I got to protect my peace. And like, yeah. as someone who like feels so deeply and cares so much, like I've just, um, it was a lesson I had to learn over time. I had to slowly like wean myself. And then there were, there was some like, you know, specific events and situations that like really were the catalyst for that, those major changes, like the, you know, the final straw kind of mm. thing. Um, you seem like a very like, open person Mm -hmm. and you probably just went through now you're probably a more shut person like put people off first yeah yeah. i'm the type of person where i give everybody a hundred percent trust and then once you lose it you're closed off for forever (laughs) and 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 i'm the same way that's why i have to limit my interaction with people in certain in certain ways because i will be quick to be like especially if i got i believe in you and Mm -hmm. like i see like greatness in you or I see something really like positive, I'll be like, fuck those imperfections. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I believe, I, I believe in people and I, and I, it's hard for me to stay surface. So mm. yeah, that's, it's not that like, if I get around people, I'm like a closed book. It's yeah, yeah. like, no, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you so much. Like yeah. I got to make sure. And, and I, and I don't, I don't carry that baggage and like, the things that have happened to me and like use that against other people or, um, you know, assume people are the worst of people, Mm -hmm. but I just, I know what people can do now and I know, um, how bad it can get. And, and I just like refuse to allow like that to happen again. Yeah. Was that just strictly your personal life or was, did that have to do anything with music? Because those two things could like, it was both. Yeah. They, they bleed into each other. Yeah. No, really. Especially when you're an, you're an artist that comes from a really authentic place. Like when you're, you're not just a gimmick or you're like a character. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like Tori Hudat is Tori. Yeah. Like it's so much of me. It's so much of my heart. So, uh, yeah, like my personal, and professional very much bled into each other. Mm. Um, but it was people on both on both sides. Like it was um, you know, uh shoot, like so I don't wanna, you know, give too much away, but um right, it was beans. I mean it was it was it was a it was a lot of pain, dude. Mm. Like it was um 
a lot of disappointment, you know, like I said, because I believe in people. Like when I when I see that potential and, and we have that connection and we have those moments, like especially, you know, when you're making intimate music and, and things that are, you know, not just like feel, you know, feel good, ass shaking shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. when you're getting um, deeper. So like there were situations where like I had personal stuff going on that was reflected in my music and like I was expressing that you know, in studio and certain people that I was working with, like, like, for instance, like a guy I was working with, like really confused our relationship. Mm. Like, bro, <laughs> how, how, you know, like, you know, so that sort of thing, like that can really disrupt your creativity and your, and your, you know, you know, cause that, that studio is an intimate place. Like mm. that's, that's like, the sanctuary bro and yeah. you man you 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 you're really fucked up there <laughs> you know what i mean like there's just like some things that are just hard to go back from so yeah yeah i mean without saying too much it was just um just a lot of like really disappointing situations that that weighed on me and you know i had to kind of you know find myself again through because um it really makes you question yourself you know and that's really what you know people talk about imposter syndrome and like oh, yeah. you know i was dealing with things like that you know on top of like like all these people making me feel like i'm less than what i am and just it's just a mind fuck but yeah much better place now you know i was 20 the end of 2015 2016 and like the beginning of 2017 was like you know, I went through a lot of change and even after that has still been change after change, but it was like really painful shit. Yeah. So are you, do you feel like you're pretty much the same person as when you were younger or do you feel like, like everything has completely changed, um, now that you're, you know, doing music? Like, do yeah. you feel like you've, you know, created, I, I know you're, you're still Tori Hudet, you know what I mean? Like that's still you, but like, do you feel like you've created like a, you know, people say like music is like your exit, you know, it's, it's a way for you to just release. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's that music part of you is still, you know, even you from years ago, or do you feel like, Oh, this is my, this is my new character. I get to release to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I think that um, it's still very much me. And I think anybody who's known me for a long time or like really knows my heart, knows like the core of me like hasn't changed. It's just um like I said, I'm I'm more I'm more like protect protective of my energy and mm. like my peace. And I used to be the person that like you didn't see me out without <laughs> like a lot of people around me and mm. that's just how I rolled everywhere I went and um like even like my day to day like I always had like uh, friends that uh, crashing at my place like that's just who I was but now I am uh much more private I mean e even before the quarantine like I was like yeah. I was very much to myself um and that just comes with like I think growing up and and realizing that no one's gonna get it for you no one's mm. gonna do it for you and um like you have these dreams in your head of like okay like I'm gonna get this investor, I'm going to get this deal and this, this is just going to work out because I deserve it, you know, like, you know, of course. <laughs> yeah. but, um, like I said, I, I wear a lot of hats and, um, I think the more I've 
focused myself and like my energy and my time on like what the fuck really matters I think the that's like the more certain people fell off and I think more people might say that I that I changed Mm. um even though I've never really had anybody be like oh you fucking changed like I've I've never heard that I've never understood that concept because wouldn't you want people to change yeah like do you not want to grow if you're the same person from like 10 years ago there's a problem why would I want to hang out with you (laughs) there's a problem so Yeah. yeah I've just I've never had that but I think that I just like the those people kind of were weeded out of my life. Um, you know, certain people that I weren't, I wasn't truly aligned with as far as like what my goals are and mm-hmm. what I want to accomplish. So do you, did you find that hard to like gather people with the same goals and like the same mindset? The same I think focus? that's the hardest part. Yeah. I've, I've heard that. Like, like at I least mean, for, for me. Myself. Yeah. At least for me, you know, I think that that's re- like finding people that are like-minded and people are like, oh, it's just Memphis. And I'm like, no, that's fucking everywhere. Yeah. Like, fuck out of here with that shit. I hate when people dog Memphis like that because that's really everywhere. Yeah. Like, every city's got its problems. And, you know, there's, you know, shitty people everywhere. But yeah. um, I think it's, you know, um, finding people that really see the like see your vision and believe in it enough and believe in you enough even if they don't fully see it I think that's key too is like you know because sometimes I've had some crazy ideas and you know I'm lucky to have people in regards to like you know my branding and everything who are like will check me on stuff and hold me accountable but ultimately like give me that go mm-hmm. you know and 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 trust in me and um you know, yeah, I think that that's that's the hardest part because there's so many roles like to a to a great team. Like, yeah. There's so many positions to play, and like, um, I'm not there yet, for sure. You know, but yeah, I um, I recently had on Ryan uh, Olson, and oh yeah, yeah, um, he was telling me that he was like, yeah, I got to work with her sometime, and I was like, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, I would love to work with him. I actually <clears throat> just uh, hit him up, I think, last week or so told him because he messaged me a long time ago and just been kind of keeping in touch with each other but um yeah like i'm i'm not really like an artist that's in the studio like every night i wish mm. but um you know i i work at a 40 40 hour plus a week job so and, how do you record um well previously i was working with an engineer mm. um and we would you know, like a record. specific person. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we would record at his place or um, up at Royal Studios a lot. Like a lot of the music that I'm sitting on right now, um, like I recorded up at Royal, um, Young Ab a bit, a uh, couple different house studios. But uh, to be honest, this year, like I haven't been in the studio much because it's, it's so important to have a good engineer. Mm-hmm. You know, someone that, at least how I work, like I need somebody who's like, who like gets it, you know yeah. what I mean? And and, and uh, can uh, add value to what I'm creating because I'm not like the type of artist that's like, you know, doesn't want to hear anybody else's input. Yeah. Like I think that's the only way to grow and like to get exactly. better. And especially as someone like who doesn't come with any like formal training. Like I've had a, some voice lessons and I've had, you know, um, stuff here and there. But um, like I want an engineer that's not just like watching the clock. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I think that's really important is finding somebody who like 
believes in your music and understands your voice and what kind of music you're trying to create and who's going to like add value and, you know, help you with that. But you're going to love Ryan. Like when you work with him, you're going to love him. Cause okay. that's like, so he's been working with this dude named Matt Montreal mm-hmm. and Montreal's got great music. He's pretty shy with stuff. Like he's yeah. the type of person who has like all the talent in the world, but doesn't think he's that good. And yeah. so like Ryan will pull it out of him. He's like, no dude, do it like this. Yeah. And then Montreal will do it. And he's like, that's it. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. Especially with my singing because like, you know, I'm rapping down all day, but you know, I, when I start to sing, like sometimes I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a little bit of guidance doesn't, doesn't hurt, especially when you're in the studio, you know, and you're trying to get it right. You know, it's different when you're just doing it live or, you know, performing or whatnot. But if you're, in the studio trying to make a great song like it's it's got to be right you yeah know? don't mixing can only go so far i mean mixing can take you very far but yeah. you know that that solid that bass recording needs to be you know needs to be right and yeah definitely need somebody who's gonna you know help guide me with my vocals yeah my homeboy uh flight pilot d he he lives in dallas and he came up here to record uh and finish up his tape that he's gonna release and um like i was when he was rapping and like I was recording him like I would stop him and be like you need to I was like dude you're funny let people hear that in this song because like this like the words he was speaking were kind of like it had personality to it so I was like bring that out like you people like an artist that they feel like not only they can relate to but they they want to visualize the person mm-hmm. as they're listening to the person even if they're not watching a video yep. like you should be able to see that artist in the studio while you're just listening to them and if you can like have that kind of personality and bring that out in them like yeah that's that's going to make a completely different dynamic to your to your audience yep that's something that like when i was talking to him i was like just think about like acting (laughs) i was like that's that's pretty much what you're doing right now is even though it's just me and you recording right now you want to like put on a performance and just like you know just have fun, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it. That's yeah. what it's really all and about. And that's have why fun. having a good engineer is so important. Yeah, you know, not someone who's just like, all right, like just gonna record your shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> it needs to be somebody who's gonna take a personal. Like they're recording the song, they're engineering the song, like they're a part of this. Yeah. You know, so it needs to be somebody who, you know, can appreciate your music or you know at least help guide you in a way that's gonna make it better. Yeah, it's it's crucial. That's why why I'd rather I'd rather not record. I'd rather just you know write songs and make music, uh, um, at home, being yeah. upon myself and and put out the music that I have stacked up right now the right way, and and wait you know because you know once you once you get in there with the right person it's like boom 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 like yeah. it don't take much but with the wrong person it can just you know as a creative it just really cripples you yeah. Have you known somebody from like when you were younger that that does music and you've like kept up with them or is yeah, anybody? Actually, yeah. um the first rap I ever wrote <clears throat> was I was a sophomore in high school, uh after basketball practice with this girl named Jocelyn. And uh, they would just like freestyle and stuff like that and, and I'd um couldn't really do that but she wrote i think she wrote like eight bars for me and i finished <laughs> it up and uh from there um 
we've remained friends. Nice. We we don't like I haven't we don't talk like on a regular basis yeah, or anything like yeah. that. But she's one of those people that you know we say what's up every now and then. It's you know pick up where you left yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, she really encouraged me, and that's really why I started. You know, making the music that I was making then was off of you know her belief in me and and you know her writing those first few bars that's dope yeah so do you plan on staying around this area like you always going to be a, a memphis person or just wherever your life takes you yeah well um when i was going through like that dark time i definitely wanted to get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> i was like every few months i was like no i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go here and what's crazy is i was like a week four weeks away from from uh moving to la at a certain point and um 2017 and just a uh, lot was going on at with my family at the time and just different situations i just kept getting this like overwhelming like don't go like it mm. went from being like oh my god oh my god bought a new car like all this stuff so i'd be you know say to boss money and then i was like mm. No, I think this don't feel right. Mm. And ever since then, I just like had different moments where I felt like I might want to eventually go somewhere else. Um, but as of right now, um, and in the near future, um, no, I mean, I love Memphis. Yeah, like I'm originally from New Orleans, and I've always, you know, had ties there a lot, tons of family there, and and um, a desire to kind of like have some residency there in some sense, but. Um, Memphis is my heart and like has made me so much of who I am as a person, as an artist. And like, even with the, the bad memories here and there, like overwhelmingly, like such a, uh, a love for Memphis. So I'm no. putting slowly putting like all this stuff together because, all right. So my friend D he's from new Orleans yeah. and, um, it's kind of funny because he has a song. He's like, I came a long way to who that. Yes. <laughs> and um he's putting out a his album that he's putting out the end of this year is called Who. Yeah. And uh I was like, dude, that's gonna be dope because of like who? He's yeah. like, what are you talking about? I was like, the World Health Organization. He's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's like, Man, I, that's not even what I was talking about. Because yeah. the the cover of his album is like three different faces of him. It's like a Joker face and like like two other faces. Yeah. And so that's why it's like called Who. Yeah. But um and then you who that like yeah. the saints. So yeah, a lot, like, a lot of people don't know that. Like that, I've I've been asked like, so why? What's the who that come from? And I'm like, I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> who that? Yeah. And I always joke around too. Like you know, when I go up on stage, people are like, Who that? Who that, <laughs> who that little white girl? Yeah, but, when when my friend made that song, um, when he said I came a long way, like who that? I was yeah. like, Oh, it's like Tori, who that? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know that's that's a type of thing. Um, yeah. God, do you know who Clever is? Yes. Okay, so God, Clever, um, his name used to be Who Is Clever on Instagram. Yeah, and then he changed it to Clever. And then there's like some child. Yeah, there's yeah. like some child um, uh, education type thing. They stole his name. Yeah. Well, they, they got their name back because yeah. they used to be Clever. And yeah. then so they took it from him. So he yeah. changed it to crazy. But um, when he had changed it to just Clever – um, he was like, yeah, everybody knows who Clever is now, so I've changed my name to Clever. 
and then they got it taken away yeah. from them. But um, do, do you think that that might happen to you? Like, do you want to keep Tori Houdet or? Well, I've, I all, well, actually, when I first started, I wanted to just be Tori. Mm. Um, like when I first started like making music again, I was just gonna go by Tori, but everybody in like the local hip hop scene and like pe- people all called me who that? Cause mm. I was like a diehard Saints fan. And like, even though I rap Memphis so hard, like, you know, I was, I was, a, I was a Saints fan. Yeah, yeah. So like everybody's called me who that? Um, so it kind of stuck. Mm. And then that crew, it like was formed at the same time that I started Tori who that? So it's just all kind of like synonymous at this point and and like i couldn't lose that right now like yeah. it wouldn't make sense to me like with what i've built with that and just where we're headed like you know i'm gonna be tori who for a while as mm. of now but eventually yeah like i would i would love to drop drop the who and just tori <laughs> you know depending on you know where my music goes what direction everything goes but so i try not to have like too strict of a plan. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like I have like a be fluid. Oh yeah, because I think that's held me back a lot over the years. Is like, like I was that planner, and I'm like, this is gonna happen. It just sets you up for disappointment in a lot of ways when, because life's gonna happen. I mean, who could have predicted this pandemic? You know, it's, exactly. You know, I had a lot of plans for this year, and if I hadn't approached this year with that mentality, like, you know, I'm gonna be all right regardless. Like, I'm gonna, you know, adjust accordingly. Like. I would have stuck to putting out my single in March probably and it and it and I don't think it would have done so well, you know, just with, you know, everything that was going on. So so yeah, I mean, uh maybe maybe Sunday. We'll see. Yeah. So uh is there like a certain person that you um do music with, like a get features from or you you always get on their songs or something like that? Um, I don't have another artist that I collaborate with like that frequently. I've like I've had a, like a few songs with Lil White and um, you know that's my brother, but like the only like person that's like consistent is like Chris Three Thousand, uh, Chris Sanders. He's um, uh, just an amazing human all around. Like I love Chris. Like he's been rocking with me since twenty twenty thirteen. Like mm. since the jump. Um, he's just such a good soul like I, I adore him and then beyond that he's insanely talented so um yeah he goes by chris 3000 he does graphics he does uh production like he his his beats are like um so special like he he just has this sound that like he's produced majority of my music oh okay. and especially like the songs like you know the stacks of music I'm sitting on now is like all Chris. Oh, okay. Um, so he's um, he helped design my logo um, with Wheat and KG, and um, he's been just a like the most consistent uh, I think person in my corner outside of them. And yeah, if I need a if I need production, I I hit up Chris. Nice. Have you ever thought about doing something other than like just rapping? Like you ever thought about like making beats or engineering or anything like that? Yeah, I've wanted to play piano. Like mm. I wanted to have like I wanted to be fluent with that and Chris Chris plays and um when I was doing my voice lessons it was kind of like learning piano a little bit with it as well. Um but I don't know, like I I've thought about it 
like learning how to engineer and and you know make my own beats and stuff like that and I probably could do like you know basic stuff because I did when I was like 14 15 16 like mm. I didn't go record at studios then like my first two mixtapes when I was younger like I literally recorded at home in my basement nice. like with some fruit loops you know what I mean yeah. so like I have like a base very base um knowledge of that very base because obviously things have evolved so much and it's like one of those things that changes so much like there's so much to learn and once you learn it like you got to keep learning Mm because there's just so much advancements in technology and and in the music industry so i've uh definitely thought about it and i do want to eventually but right now it's like i'm juggling you know being tori hudat the artist and wearing many hats in regards to that brand and uh, also like really having financial stability. Um, uh, I've been getting into like wholesale real estate and outside of my, my normal job and um, just trying to have other um, streams of income, you know, cause you definitely make great music and, and I mean money and music, yeah. um, especially as an independent artist, like it's never been easier to make music as an, as an independent artist, you know, that Absolutely. it's that things have changed, um, from when I first started, but at the same time, you know, streaming platforms are in bed with major labels and, you know, you, the money's there, but it's not for the artists. So, yep. um, you know, especially with the, the pandemic going on and not being able to tour and like, you know, I could put out merch, but like, not all my fans got the money for merch right yeah, now. You yeah. know, there's just a lot going on. So I think this year when everything started happening the way it did, I mean, even a little bit before that, I had started kind of realizing that, like, I'm sitting on great music, like songs that I feel are classics. Like, I can't wait for anybody to give me the money yeah. and the resources that I need to put this out and it make and it actually move mm-hmm. and um you got to spend money to make money um and that's never going to change but um i i just like i said i realized that i needed to i needed to get my money up and so right now it's like having finding time and because i went through that dark time i learned that like i needed to take care of my like my mental and emotional health and yeah so that's um, very important. There's only so much time in a day. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I, d- I definitely do want to get into that. It's just like right now it doesn't seem like feasible. You know, you make time for the things that matter. But right now, the things that matter more. Yeah. So. You should get in touch with um, Bartholomew Jones. Um, I can. Do you know who that is? Coffee. Yes. yes. The coffee guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're good. Um, he. um. He was telling me like how much he like started making from his shirts. I think he said he did like uh, it was like sixty grand in shirts, dang. and I was like, "Dang, that's good, dude!" And, yeah. and he was like, "You know, it's not even a part of his music. He was just making the shirts." Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was like, "That's crazy." Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> but that's he was incredible. He was there's saying, definitely a way, you know. Yeah. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not making excuses. It's just, um, you know, I have I do have interest outside of music, yeah. and so like you know, I I could definitely go all in on on you know certain aspects of my merging my merchandise and and otherwise and and you know make a substantial living off of of music alone and and things of that nature but 
Man, that's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty wild. And he was just talking about it's all about just um, getting something that people um, really can attach themselves to. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him um, that I'm in school for Full Sail at uh, doing music business. But um, in one of our classes, the guy said the definition of the entertainment business is making any an emotional connection. Uh, shoot, I forgot the I forgot the whole phrase, but it's something about like making it monetizing like an emotional connection. Mm -hmm. So basically, that's pretty much all the entertainment business is: is you are trying to make an emotional connection and like monetize that. Yeah. How can you get people to spend money on something that they are emotionally attached to? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I came up with these shirts, like love black people like you love black coffee. Mm -hmm. And like it exploded. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, I see why. I mean, that's definitely. And I think all things considered, like the timing of that. that yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And as I said, there's definitely like, you know, ways to to capitalize off of you know um especially with the with the type of brand that i have like it is so genuine and like the people that connect with me like sometimes they don't even know my music well but they know the spirit mm. of what i represent and yeah, like yeah. they connect with that so yeah that's uh definitely something to think about yeah uh do you have any kind of um like thing that you do outside of music that is helping you in music. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> is there something that you like, I don't know, maybe it's in your real estate is helping you become a better business, business savvy person or something like that. Yeah. Um, definitely. I mean the, the real estate stuff is, um, definitely like challenging me on like, um, like my communicating, mm, you know, like yeah, cause yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, I have no problem talking to people and stuff like that. But because, uh, like, I went through this season where I really disconnected a lot, it's forcing me to, you know, uh, I'm doing a lot of cold calling a lot. Yeah. Of, it's forcing me to engage a lot more. Um, and so that's that's helpful, like, you know, all around and, and, in, and in the music uh, sense as well. Um, and obviously, you know, monetarily, you know, it's yeah, helping yeah. my finances. And that's really, like... Like I said, right now I'm sitting on a collection of music that I feel like any one of them could be the one. Mm -hmm. You know, I have, <clears throat> once I put one out, I got several more to follow. So I'm not like at a stage with my music career where I'm like, I need to stack songs or I need to be prepared for that. Like I've got songs like right now that are really solid. Um, the main factor right now is do I have the means to put to put them out and push them the way they deserve so mm. yeah I mean I think the biggest thing outside of like what I'm doing musically uh is you know earning the money to to make that happen mm. and, and not need anybody yeah you know and that's really we've had I've had opportunities over the years to sign certain deals or work with certain investors or you know people that you know saw me and saw dollar signs and saw the potential but um you know I've come too far to sacrifice you know ownership of certain things and yeah. like to risk you know that creative control and like you know because I'm not some cookie cutter you know pop star I'm not yeah. you know 
uh, there's a lot of artists out there, but I don't know another artist like me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I just, I know what I've got and I know what certain people around me have put into this. And so like right now I've just been in the season of like, I got to play my part and I got to, you know, get this money up so that we can, you know, make this music move yeah. like it deserves. Do you feel like there's, um, do you think that people would, maybe want to sign you like you said people look at you and think of money do you think people would want to sign you just because of who you are like you're white so very few white rappers uh you're female so very few females mm -hmm. you're lesbian mm -hmm. so is it do you think that people are like oh she fits you know she's in this category let's get her in just because she's like this you nailed it yeah 100 <laughs> percent. no like that's and and that's why like I'm so protective of this is because it's easy to look at me and see that and like, okay, let's just put her in this lane. Like I literally had somebody tell me, you know, Tori, you know, when I, when I, when I first heard about you, like people just talk about like how positive and great you are. And like, you know, you're just this, like literally said, you're just this, this white lesbian female rapper, like, you know, but you just need, like, need to keep it positive and fun. Cause like nobody really cares about your story. Like they just want. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo. Oh my God. I said, this session's over. <laughs> Nobody cares about my story. Oh That's my why I got as far as I have is yeah, because yeah. I've told my story. You're not going to get just this happy-go-lucky. I'm not going to freaking do a routine on stage. I'm not Justin Bieber. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't know me. You don't know me. You haven't you, – you, you don't get it. You don't get it. And I can make you understand, but I don't – I'm not going to take your money or take your time or – continue on if you don't understand that you don't see the full mm. picture yeah and um because all that i mean all those are that's a part of my identity but there, there's so much more and um it's so much bigger than just me yeah you know and like um yeah i think that there's been a lot of temptation at different times um you know to take the easy route out in that sense. But ultimately in the long run, I, I would be unhappy yeah. and it wouldn't last. And those are typically, you know, situations where um, artists get shelved because they refuse to just, you know, comply. Which you know? is mind blowing. Yeah. Like that should be encouraged is yeah. for you to speak your mind. Yeah. Like, you know, even with this podcast, like that's what I want to do is to like get people to just say whatever they want to say and, just get it out there because people say all the time like there's very few platforms <clears throat> where people can just be themselves yep. and that's exactly what I, <laughs> I wanted this podcast to be is for like people to just talk you know I, I don't have any script I don't know what I'm about to say next yeah. I'm just I'm just talking to you you know yeah. it's just me talking to you and we're just you know trying to figure out you know who each other are and that's you know that's it there's no you know, there's no script or anything like that. And I appreciate so. that. You oh, know, yeah. Because like, like even social media, like, you know, it's it's great in so many ways and it's allowed us to connect with each. I mean, I could go on and on about how great social media is, but there's still algorithms and there's still certain things that, you know, just like when you, you're trying to get radio play or you're trying to get, you know, there's a certain um, way you have to be to to be, you know, successful. Now, granted, again, there's, you know, plenty of people that 
are their are authentic authentic selves and mm-hmm. and and you know get plenty of um you know uh, engagement and and do very well but um i appreciate you know a situation like this where there's you know not a lot of guidelines and you have to be this or you have to do this in order to be seen or be heard like no we're just talking and that's you know that's rare even with a lot of podcasts you know because like there's a lot I've listened to a lot and that's kind of why I was hesitant to start doing them because Mm. you know um there's certain things like I just want to talk about real shit or talk about things that you know matter to me and not feel obligated to, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I want to bring you on to talk about music to, like, because I think, like, I want to bring on tons of experts and stuff mm-hmm. because, or people who are just, like, doing certain things yeah. so that people can learn. Like, that's what I want this podcast to be about so people can, like, hear stories about, you know, how this person started, how they're doing it, and where they plan on going, and then, boom, like, this is just a resource. Yeah. But also, I like talking about, like, what other things do you like to do? Like, yeah. how are, how else are you keeping your life busy? How are you keeping yourself sane? You know, those kind of things. Because that's you as a person, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not doing this so that I can get famous off of, you know, the podcast and yeah. people look at me like, I'm just doing it just so I can talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I legit just yeah. want to know people. And yeah. so that's that's why I, I really value like people just opening up and just talking. Like yeah. earlier you were like, not to get too personal and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, I like being personal. <laughs> well, it's, I guess it's for me, it's like, I've always, I, I, I never want to say too much or like, cause like even these people that have hurt me, mm. they taught me something and they did something and like they were great for me at a certain time, you know, mm. or like it wasn't all bad. And so I've just, that's why like a lot of people have this image of me that, that I'm just like, super positive and like I got no problems with nobody and like because y'all because I've, I haven't put my business out there mm, like that like I don't yeah. go around just like bashing people's name like I may reference a situation I guess that's I'm I'm learning how to talk about these things yeah, like yeah. in a in a sense that like this is being recorded like yeah you know I can't take back these words <laughs> you know what I mean like once it's out there it's yeah. out there like you know I just uh I'm just careful about, you know, how I represent myself and like those relationships and those times in my life because I want to be honest about it, mm. you know, and I want to tell my story and I want people to learn from those, you know, from what I went through. But I could think that there's a way to do that without like name dropping or like getting that. And I think that's what I meant. Like, I don't want to be too personal. I don't want to, like, <laughs> I don't want to tell you this person did this and fucked them. But to put so-and-so them, on like, blast. Yeah, but, you know, if they're listening, they know who the fuck they are. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't need to tell you their name. I just, you just need to know, like, these things happen. And, like, I went through this too, you know? Like, and I think that, like, again, like, these people, a lot of people have this image of me that, like, I've just, like, there's a lot of people that don't know I live in Memphis. They're like, oh, you must be always, like, you're always touring, you're always doing stuff. Like, you're always, like, I'm like, fucking shit. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, work a, I work eight to six, okay? <laughs> and then I go home and I call, like, I'm ho- I'm here. I haven't left Memphis. Like, yeah. I might have been doing shows other places, but, like, I'm here. Like, the amount of people that are like, oh, are you in town this week? I'm like, where do y'all think I'm going? <laughs> like, what do y'all think that I am? Yeah, like, yeah what yeah so yeah i just think that it's important like especially like because i know that i have 
um, earned where I'm at, you mm. know, and I know that there's a lot of people that even if they don't say it, they do, they do watch me and they do yeah. pay attention. And, um, I think, did you post something about people like looking at your story, but not following you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I was the amount of people <laughs> that like, I don't and, even and, look at people like who look at my story. I never look at that, but I don't check it every day, mm. but it's just one of those things whenever I do, like, I just like, I scroll and I see people and I'm like, Dude, just follow me. Like, I don't know, just like double tap. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't take that much. Yeah. Like, I'm not that type of person. I'm like, I have to keep my follower count, the people I'm following down because, like, I don't want to look like I follow. Like, fuck out of here, yeah. man. Like, if I like something, I like what you're doing, or you support me, I'm going to follow you back. Exactly, like, yeah. and I just, um, I never really understood that. And uh, yeah, I mean, the amount of people that I know that just kind of like watch from a distance. Um, it used to bother me, like, mm. just because I wasn't right with myself, you know, and I was frustrated with certain things. And, like, but now I just, I usually just kind of laugh it off. And sometimes I'll, I, you know, I'll address it. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll call them out. But um, I think it's good. I think it's healthy. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's like, a little vent every now and then. Yeah. Just because it's, it's, um, you know, these are the same people that, you know, Someday, if when I, you know, really pop off, are going to be like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, yo, what's up? I see you just started following me again. What's good? But you've been watching me for years. Like, I don't forget, you know? And so, like I said, I don't want to go around talking about it, but people are like, like, just really like focusing on that negativity. But um, yeah, like you said, it's healthy. It's important to like, you know take a mental note and yeah. know who's really for you and you know yeah, who's I'm, just trying to get something from you. I, th- I think it's weird that people put so much pressure on other people to to just, you know, f- be a certain way. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, you just do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like 100%. be who you want to be because exactly. at the end of the day, you know, we all we're all going to die. So yeah. I mean, yep. what what you do in your lifespan is completely up to you, but I'm I'm going to do what I want to do yep. because I'm at the end of the day, like it's, it's me, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and I think that's why I, like I, I'm so adamant now about like protecting my peace and protecting my energy because I have to take care of myself in order for me to like be the best version of myself and to have the confidence and like the willpower to, to, you know, live that truth and to, you know, show up as myself, yeah. you know, like when, when you, live on a deep level internally like that's going to be represented in everything you do so um yeah like I want to be that person who's always you know doing what I want to do um without feeling you know um obligated to to you know, follow suit with anything in particular that other people expect of me, you know, like I said, like people assume that I'm a certain type of artist or that I'm a certain type of person. I'm only going to talk about certain shit. And so like the more and more time goes on, I'm putting out music or like uh, the music I'm sitting on is like, no, it's not all, you know, it's not all rainbows and butterflies, you know? And so, um, yeah, I think that's why it's important for this type of interaction to happen. And like for me to continue to, talk about these things because I mean when I was going through it I wasn't Mm -hmm. like I was wanting to protect my brand you know and I was scared to say the wrong thing and I was so conflicted and I was so uncertain you know that if I had spoke up then I would have probably crumbled yeah 
you know? So now in retrospect, I'm like, damn, I should have. Like, like I have some, like, regret about that. And I know it's even more of my responsibility now to, like, yo, this happened. Yeah. You know, I didn't just, like, have a, you know, uh, easy past eight years and everything was just awesome because things were super hype for a while and they kind of mellowed out and that's because you know real shit happens and people are gonna let you down like that's in any any career path that you go you know but especially in this industry like and when you come from an authentic place when you're not a character you're not a gimmick when you're not just like doing it as a job like when it's very real what kind of music do you like to make like do you like to make um you know, certain things where you're just like, you know, spitting bars, spitting knowledge, or is it like uh, fun stuff? Like what's what's your, I guess your favorite type of music? I think there's a time and a place for everything. And like I've always said, my music's like a smorgasbord. You know, you're mm. going to get a little bit of everything. Like I was performing Thursday night on Maine and I kept saying, I had like two hour sets. So I kept telling people like, if you don't like this song, you're probably going to like the next one. <laughs> Stick around, you know, because I really do feel that way. Like, I feel like I have something for every sort of scenario. Like, I've opened up for 3-6 Mafia, and I've opened up for Machine Gun Kelly, and I've opened up for B.O.B., and I've, you know, and, you know, Ray Strimmerd, and, like, just a plethora of different artists, and, you know, their crowds have responded well to me. And nice. then I've opened up for the Take Me to River tour and did a, uh, you know, with legendary William Bell and like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of different crowds I've been in front of. And so I know that like I can make music for a lot of different scenarios, especially if I'm surrounded by the right creatives and the right people to, to push me. Um, but like my favorite type of music to make are songs that like resonate with people when they're going through something heavy. You know, I feel like that's, the majority of the time, like, you know, when I turn on music and when I really connect with something is it's something really, really heartfelt and uh, sometimes heavy. That's why, like, I love Rod Wave, you know, like his music. I don't relate to every line. I don't relate to every word that he's talking about. You know, we don't have to share the same story, but there's so much power and pain in his voice. And, yeah. like, um, like, those emotions are, like, we all feel them. So yeah. that's like, I connect to that. So like I have a song <clears throat> I haven't put out yet, um, but it's called Well With My Soul. And like when I drop that, like every time I play a song, I cry. Oh man. You know, so, and I got a song called Last Stand. It's just all piano track, like, mm. and heavy, you know. I got a song called On The Low that's coming, Aim and Shoot, like, and those are the songs that are like my favorite, you know. I love making hype music that's, you know, good for shows because I love doing performances and stuff like that. And a lot of times, like, the crowd wants that energy. But, um, I mean, if I if I could just make one type of music the rest of my life, it would be, you know, stuff that, that resonates when, when shit's really tough. That, that's why I've got to put you and D together because yeah. he um, he says, I like that pain music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love making that pain music. Yeah. And, he, and he was talking about, uh, he he did this one song. It was more like a, um, it was more like a dance song type of thing. And like people were posting it like all the time. He's like, oh, I see how they do. They, yeah, they want right. to post that stuff. Yeah, they don't right. want to post my pain music. Right. I was like, people can't dance to pain music. Yeah, right. He was like, man, you're right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's as an artist, you got to, you know, you don't want to do anything that you 
don't want to do. Yeah. Like you don't want to become something that who you not, who you're not. But like you do want to do something that maybe it might be a little out of your your spectrum, but you can yeah. still have fun doing it. Oh, that's crucial. And I think that that's like why I've grown so much as an artist. Like I would have never started singing had I not taken that approach. Like I did just got outside my comfort zone just a little bit and, you know, uh you know focused on the melody a bit more stop just rapping and and like my biggest song was love the way mm. like and that's like i'm just singing straight through and, <laughs> and people are like damn tori this shit right here and i'm like i'm a rapper i'm a, I'm a rapper no stop liking this stuff. i don't want it ah. but now i'm like okay shit like yeah so y'all like y'all like when I sign? <laughs> I, what if I just what if I just drizzy it up then? Yeah. What if I just do a little bit of both? And yeah. so I, it's like I'm finding I found that sweet spot with my voice and like I'm incorporating that in my music and it's helping me release certain pain, you know? Like there is like um, yeah. So I think it's important to like you know listen to your to the people that listen to your music yeah you know you know be receptive to that feedback and if people are really liking a certain style like figure out like what specifically about it is that really you know got people and and find a way to incorporate that in a way that you know you don't you're not settling or or you know sacrificing your creativity um i think it's a challenge of, of any artist like in any level that you're at like you know, because once you make it, quote unquote, once you're at a certain, you still have to continue to evolve, yeah. you know, and I think that's why a lot of <clears> artists, you know, sometimes their fan base may get frustrated with them because they're stuck on a certain stuff. I mean, it's like when Lil Wayne made the rock album, you mm -hmm. know, people are like, you know, he's singing on how to love and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. No. A lot of people hated that. I loved it. I was yeah. like, yes, he's already the best fucking rapper alive. So let him do what the fuck he wants to do. Yeah. You know, not every song was my cup of tea. But I have respect for Wayne as an artist, yeah. and I'm gonna. It's like Machine Gun Kelly now. He's out here, you know, making a punk album. Like, it's fucking legit, mm -hmm. and and he's doing his thing, and he's happy. Like, that's what I love to see in artists. Like Caskey, I don't know if you know Caskey is, but I don't. man, I've been rocking with Caskey since the jump, since he first signed with Cash Money, and and now he's like totally evolved his music and his life, and like just to see the transformation as in him as an artist, you know. Um, like, I could go on and on. Like, that's what I love to see because that's what I relate to is, like, I don't want anybody to ever box me in. Like, don't tell me what the fuck to do Yeah. with my music. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't tell me, like, you're this type of artist because, like, I've heard that before. And, like, I, I used to all early on, people always tell me, like, you need to pick a lane. You need to be this. I'm like, no. And now we're at this point where, like, genres are so meshed together, like, like, it's one genre now. Like, you can do whatever you want. You got yeah. country meets hip-hop meets, you know, rock and hip-hop is already... It's, it's, it's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want now. Yeah. And I've been doing this for a while. It's just beautiful to be in this place now and, like, in a world where all of that is so acceptable. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> I always say that people... I think there was a time period where people were, like, making fun of Kesha and bashing Kesha for her yeah. music. And then now, like, the past... Uh, I wouldn't say the past, but like a couple of Taylor Swift albums sounded like Kesha. Yeah, right. And I was like, <clears throat> all right, America's 
the wonder child, Taylor Swift, sounds just like the girl that started this wave of type music. And y'all are loving her for that, but you bashed Kesha when she came out. And I was like, "Mm, Someone once told me, um, don't make the music that people want to hear. Make the music that people didn't know they wanted to hear. Mm. And I think that that really stuck with me because, yeah, I mean, at first people may not understand it. Like, they may not be receptive to it, but if you believe in it and you find enough people that rock with it, you can shift the culture. You can create a wave and become undeniable. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you heard of uh, 070 Shake. No. <sighs> you need to listen to Shake. Huh? She's incredible. Like, um, she released her first songs like on major platforms back in 2016 when I was really going through it, and <clears throat> her shit was like, a soundtrack to my my pain, <laughs> and then Kanye picked her up. Okay. Um, I think might have been twenty seventeen. I don't know, um, but Kanye picked her up, and she um, been writing a lot for the people and doing a lot of behind the scenes shit, but um, still putting out music. And her shit's so different. I remember when I first started listening to her, people were like, "What the fuck?" Like her <laughs> voice is very different. You want to hear some? Yeah, sure. Yeah, her voice is very different, and people were just, like, really confused by it. And I'm like... Have you ever heard of Rhapsody? Yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. Her her last album, it might have been her last album, it's been a while, but I listened to that album. That was probably one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life because, like, the production, like, they just picked beats for her. Yeah. And she just killed every single one of them. Like the production was great, the engineering, like the She's mixing, so everything was so great, and she did a great job. I was very surprised; I'd never heard of her before, and I think I just like she just pulled up on like my Spotify or something. I was like, "This is probably one of the best albums I've ever heard." Yeah, she's hard. Um, all right, I'm trying to. Say, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you the first song I ever heard of her. It's called "Honey." Do me to connect to that? Or oh yeah, you can. Her? You got it on YouTube. I got it on uh, Spotify. I don't think the first song has a video to it. But, um, yeah, how do I connect? Um, let's see. Actually, let's just try and see if we can do it on here. <clears throat> you're going to love her. You're going to be hooked. I'm telling you, you're going to be hooked. Yeah, you can just find it on YouTube. I don't think it has a video, but. <clears throat> That's not it. But, yeah, it's like. It's crazy just trying to find like certain people who do music um, a specific way. What was it? Oh seven. Oh yeah, zero seven zero. Actually, I'll let you do it. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I don't even own a TV. Let me see if I can work those. You know. <laughs> I don't, man. I haven't owned a TV in like ten years. What? I ain't got no time. There That's it is. Crazy. How do I go over? There she is. Oh yeah, she's down at the bottom. Um, but I need honey. Oh, go over. I was gonna type in honey. There we go. Yep, it's right Boom. there. By the way, for everybody watching, there we have like a big screen TV. Oh yeah, we're not just behind. like yeah, we're not just looking stage. at the wall. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on in there? Yeah, I guess you can just play. I hope that that's it. There's live versions, but this is a yes, Jules exclusive. <laughs> yes. What's her like um, genre? I don't know. If we Shit, should have I don't this even that know. loud. 
She's everything. She's so different. Yeah. She's so different. Nobody sounds like Shay. That sounds good. Yeah. Kanye swooped her up quick. She was on his last, uh, was out 2017 album, I think. The song's like six minutes long, too. Really? It's like, like six or seven minutes long. It just never ends. Yeah, six or four. Yeah, she hard. And then she came out with this song called uh, Trust Nobody a little while after this and a dope-ass video to it. But yeah, it's like artists like her that are just like created a whole new sound. Like mm. I don't know anybody that sounds like Shake. And like that's kind of how I want people to feel about me. You know, I've had people, you know, real compare me to other artists, you mm. know, and but like I don't want my flow to be perfect. I don't yeah. want it to be a familiar cadence. I don't want, like, I want there, like, when you hear something Tori Hudat, even if it's a smorgasbord of, like, like I said, of songs that's different content or, or a different, you know, whatever, I want you to be able to hear my voice and, like, that's Tori Hudat, yeah. you know? Yeah. And well, it's easy to get lost because there's just a lot of artists, because there's so many that just, like, I'm like, <laughs> exact same yeah I always uh, always said you know with my music I I wanted I never want people to hear a beat and know I'm on that beat you know yeah. what I mean if you hear a baby beat you yeah. know baby. <laughs> oh yeah yeah I'm on it I'm yeah. on it I love him but come on man yeah I always said I, you know I want to have so many different styles and stuff like that that freaking Lil Wayne said um I got so many styles. I'm a group. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I like always remembered that line. Yes. I was like that right there. Cause I've always been, I'm a very, like I love different things. Like I like trying different stuff and doing different things. So I've always been kind of afraid to do too much different things. Come like, is that bad for, for me as a, like a brand, you know, Romero records or super Hindo. Yeah. Is that bad? But like, hell no. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I think about what Lil Wayne said in that one thing, I'm just like, you know, maybe nobody's doing that because nobody can do that. Yeah. And reason why, you know, nobody can do that is that, they're, you know, they just feel like, oh, I, I shouldn't do that. And let that define your brand. Yeah. You know, like that's what people literally told me forever not to do. They're like, you need to pick a lane. I don't know how times I heard that. Pick a lane. Like you need to rap. You need to do it. And I'm like, but I'm not just one faceted human being. Like yeah. I experience a lot of different emotions and different things happen. And I think there's a time and a place for everything. So I'm not always going to make a party song or like, or, or sound a certain way. My voice is going to change. It's going to get better. It, you know, I'm going to learn how to rap better. I'm going to, you know, there's just so many ways to evolve. And I think the moment you start like, restricting yourself in that way is when your creativity is going to die. Yeah. And it's, I think as, as musicians, it's our responsibility to let people realize that they can express themselves mm -hmm. any way they want to. Cause that's, yep. that's when people go to music shapes cultures. Yeah. Like it shapes the way you dress, the way you talk to people, how you act like that's, you can tell 
the kind of music somebody listens to by just looking at them mm-hmm. and by watching the way they walk, the way they talk, you know, yep. what they do, their their so- social um, presence. Uh, yeah, their experiences with people like, yeah. you like, oh, you probably listen to country or you yeah. probably listen to rap or rock. You know, like that's just based off the music they listen to. <laughs> yeah. So expression is everything when it comes yeah. to music. And as an artist, it's literally our responsibility to be as expressive as possible. Because 100%. if if we're not going to do it, other people are going to be afraid to do yeah. it. Music so. music shifts everything. Music can can change the world. Like no no cliche, no exaggeration. Like, yeah. you know, very profound. I mean, you think of a song like Where's the Love? Yeah. How many renditions? How many times have they like re-released that song? <laughs> but every single time you're like, what's wrong with the world, mama? People <laughs> like it's like yes, like it never loses that feeling. Really, if you know, if you feel anything. So even like uh, what was it? We are the world. Yeah, that had like Smokey Robinson. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson. Like yeah. you took every icon you could possibly think of at the time, mm-hmm. and then made them talk about we are the world. You know, yeah, they were trying to put together the entire world through a song. You know what I mean? Like that was our, as a human race, we felt that was the way to make everybody pull together was through music. And cause that's, that's the, we talk about love and music. Those are the two languages everybody speaks because you can feel music without even knowing the words. Like Mm -hmm. you can listen to, if you only speak English and you listen to some Hispanic music, that's like, upbeat and like you awesome. gonna dance you, you don't have a clue what they're saying yeah. but <laughs> you're gonna dance yeah and you're gonna like the song it's just because that's music yeah. you know as i said love and music the two languages you don't even if you don't know what the person's saying you can still feel it yeah and that's why I, i've i've always like literally that's what I, I say all the time at shows like if i'm in front of a crowd that doesn't know me or you know just in general like i talk about that so much like you don't have to relate to every line of my song like you know I me mean? like i literally was the first time i ever went to a strip club i had a 50 year old white dude walk up to me and ask me to sign his one dollar bill he was a tori hudat fan and oh, i'm wow. like you <laughs> you listen to me like i don't know whether to be creeped out or like that's hilarious what? you know but it was like this moment afterward i was like damn like you know like you don't there's i don't i don't know if there's any like stories and what like or anything that i'm talking about that that you even like really relate to and it's like it's 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 a a feeling yeah it's like a certain feeling that comes with some of my my songs and like that's what i hope to like always give people is that feeling like that energy you know that's why like i say like even if you don't listen if you listen to my music and you don't necessarily just like listening to it like come to a show because there's a certain energy with like my live performance like you're gonna walk away I hope like having some respect and like you know at least saying like I'm a fan of Tori maybe not like all the music but like I felt that energy you know and that's what I think is so beautiful about music is that like you know you can connect with people having completely different stories, totally different walks of life, you know, across the world. Like one of my favorite artists is Sid Sriram. Majority of his music, like, is a different language. Mm-hmm. But his voice and it's just like it resonates with me. And like, yeah. so, yeah, like I, I feel that. 
Yeah, there's um I mean, I'm I'm a black dude that grew up in Oneonta, Alabama. It's like <laughs> one of the widest areas there is. And like there's so many like gangster rap songs that I feel like I feel like I know what that person was through, yeah. but I have no clue. Yeah, but, I've but never I sold, that life. Yeah, I've yeah. never sold drugs a day of my yeah, life. That's but. why, like, I love Kevin Gates. And I love like <laughs> people like I don't know. I've never, I don't know, but I feel like there's like there's this this I can feel your heart, man, yeah. and like there's like that energy there. So yeah, I know like a lot of my favorite artists. You'd be like, you really? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like you know. Is, is that your favorite artist, Kevin Gates? No, no, no. I mean, he, but he's he's Updale. Really? Updale. Okay. Yeah, I love Kevin. I, I've been listening to Kevin, like, because, you know, he's from Baton Rouge. And, yeah. like, uh, I've been listening to Kevin since, like, 2014. Yeah. That's my homeboy um, D's f- favorite artist, so that's why I was yeah. asking. Yeah. I mean, he used to, like, I if, if you had asked me, like, a couple years ago, like, he, like I've all listened to is Kevin. You Do know? you have, like, a favorite artist? Like, this is my favorite artist? Um, I think I have, like, a really cliche answer. A lot of people would probably, I don't know. Um, Honestly, <laughs> Drake. Really? Like, if there's, like, one artist that, like, I can listen to, like, over and over again. Is that Drake. because the music or the, like, kind of like the whole I can relate type thing? Um... I think it's just a little bit of both. Like, I just, like, I don't think he ever misses. No, no. Like, he just never misses. <laughs> it's like, what was the, uh, cow? The song that he did the, the dance with. Uh, t- Tussie Slide? Or? Yes. That song was the epitome of Drake Can't Miss. Yeah. Because it, I don't think it was mixed that greatly. Like, it wasn't engineered perfectly. The video was the cheapest video I've ever seen. And it blew up. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't tell you. I don't know if there's a Drake song I don't like. Like that's why. Like when people, like people, the 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 hate that people have for Drake. I'm like, see, you can't win everybody. Yeah. Like that's why. Like you. Like if you can hate Drake, I don't give a fuck if you hate me. Like yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like that, you just hate greatness. Yes. Exactly, you just hate yeah. the greatness. Like because man don't miss. Like exactly. But <clears throat> honestly, like my favorite type of music. Like, by far, like, is 60s soul. Really? You turn on some Sam Cooke, some Al Green. You were in uh, Royal too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little bit of an influence. No, that's why that was so special for me because, like, I've, like, I've always gravitated towards it. Like, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, when I was up at, you know, where the stacks greats where you know, yeah, I mean, it's like. <laughs> energy man do you know who um i think his name is matt ross spring or something like that sounds familiar he's an engineer at um sam phillips studio okay well there's a website called pure mix and he's been on pure mix and they basically pure mix is amazing i don't know if you uh have heard of it but Mm -mm. it's a website where you can learn how to like mix and master and stuff like that and they've been doing these start to finishes and it's literally they go in like famous engineers um sessions and from start to finish when the person needs to like like they pick a certain person and they record a song from start to finish Mm. and they show you literally everything everything from start to finish and um the latest one was matt and he records at sam phillips so i mean it's it's literally people who um what's his name there's some engineer that pretty famous guy and he um he did one of Pharrell's songs. So mm-hmm. it's just like random people <clears throat> across the whole world. 
and they just so happened to do one recently with Matt, and That's he's dope. at Sam Phillips. But the the guy he recorded is his name is Eli Paperboy, Eli Paperboy Reed, or something like that. White dude looks super dorky, has the most amazing like soul music. Love it. Let me see if I can find yeah. this. But, yeah, like it surprised the crap out of me. I love it. I love artists like that that'll just throw you off. <clears throat> like, what's the guy's name? Mark. Um, oh, his last name's escaped me. But yeah, he looks like the restaurant manager or something. I don't know if this is him or not, but. <laughs> like, Wolf. Oh, yeah, that's him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But you know yeah, Nick Black? I don't. Uh, <clears throat> we got a song called Grenadine. Uh, he featured me on. And he's the same. Like, when you hear him, like, or you, you see him, like, you don't expect his voice. He's from Memphis. He's, you, don't, you don't expect. Mm. Man's got so much soul. Mm. Love to see it. Yeah, it's it's awesome just, like, <laughs> the, the 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 difference and you know people yeah. is like you expect them to be a certain way yeah. then you hear them it's like oh shoot <laughs> some people got those the the voices and like it just comes out of nowhere yeah yeah definitely I think that's what people get sometimes when I start rapping because, like <laughs> I'm not like a like poppy rapper mm -hmm. like when I rap like I'm usually like spitting spitting you mm. know like when I sing I got like a very like I'm very soft and like mm. but I don't project much but when I'm rapping and People always, always, I feel like first time hearing me, I'm like, damn, is she okay? <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to you about, um, oh, political stuff. Yeah. So you were, you were talking about how if you, if you don't vote for Biden, it's like, you, you don't love me. And yeah. I was like, that's a, that's a crazy statement to make yeah. because- I see what sh what you're saying, and I was yeah. trying to explain it to Rachel. Yeah, I was like, um, so yeah, she's what she's trying to say is if you look at the data, and you look at people who voted third party, in those areas, Trump still won. Mm -hmm. So if you vote third party, you're still not voting against Trump. Yeah, because that's it, really it, what it, really, is. it doesn't help. Like for the record, like I wish it wasn't Biden. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure everybody does. Like, <laughs> just like in 2016, like we wish it wasn't Hillary. Yeah. But that's what happened. Like I didn't show up in 2016. That's why. That's why I made that the, the you know the post about me being a first time voter because like I felt like that was really important for people to know that like it's okay. This will be the first time I've ever voted. Yeah, and like I'm fucking 30 and I yeah. just voted. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? But <laughs> it's I didn't believe in the system and I didn't understand how crucial it was and how like if we don't rally each other up and like make it happen. The past four years are going to happen. Yeah, we were blessed to have Obama as long as we did. You know what I mean? And not saying that he was the perfect president either, but 
there's no perfect person. Yeah. And I think that's what people forget is like, it's easy you know, to pick apart someone like Biden. It's easy to, to, to you know, pick, pick these, these people apart and forget that they're, they're people. Like, mm-hmm. like they're going to have, like, Biden's lived a long time. He made a lot of mistakes in the past. So did I. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and, but when you consider the repercussions of not voting for Biden, you're voting for Trump. Yeah. It's like evil prevails when good men do nothing. Okay. If you don't vote or if you say, oh, I don't like Biden, so I'm going to vote third party, like you're playing yourself and yeah. you're, and you're, you're hurting people like me. You know, you're hurting people in vulnerable communities. I'm more privileged than most, you know, because I'm, I'm a white woman, but I, still um you know a member of the lgbtq community and and um that has its challenges and and my rights are at risk if someone like trump stays in power because it's not just about the presidency it's about you know it's them all the you know judges that he's elected across the country that have life terms you know what mm-hmm. i mean like they're gonna have to die off before they're gone and what which is still it's unbelievable okay <laughs> you know like you know rbg died you know there's 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 all there's repercussions that go beyond the presidential position, but that enough, like that alone, should be motivation. And I th- I think that this year is going to go in our favor because I think there's a lot of people just like me, like especially me posting that the comments and the messages that I got, like oh, what was that like? The amount of people that were like, yo, I'm voting for the first time too, and it's because of how fucking horrible Trump is, mm. you know? And that enough was to motiv- motivating to get them out of their seats and recognize like I did, like, yeah, in a perfect world, we'd have AOC as president. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, Bernie. But but that's like we, you know, I think I, I used the analogy in the, in the caption, like it's like rooting for a watching a basketball game and watching the finals and like rooting for a team that's not in the game. Mm. That's reality. We can work on abolishing this two party system and the electoral college in the next four years, but we have to do what we need to do right now. And that is to get this monster out of, I I actually did not think about it like that until after your post because that's what I was going to do. I was just going to vote for anybody yeah. myself. Like I was, gonna, yeah. I was just going to vote for anybody. Yeah, people and, going there writing in Kanye is a joke. Like yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> like fuck out of here. And yeah. I appreciate you saying that because you know there's people that respond well to it, and then there's people that like really don't appreciate me talking. Like the amount of followers that I've lost since what? this year. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> the amount of people, I've had like fans like hit me up like, yo, Tori, you just gotten too political for me. And I'm like, bro, if you think wow. that I'm talking about politics, like this is, I fucking hate politics politics this is not about politics that's crazy this is about basic human decency and people's right to live yeah literally like this is way beyond because i don't i don't understand all the intricacies Mm. admittedly i don't i don't like my sister works for the attorney general in chicago she deals with this stuff all the time and she has a degree in politics so she's helped educate me in a lot of ways but like I have a lot to learn, hmm. but I know enough to know that we cannot do this for another four years. Like, and the only way to get him out realistically is to vote for Biden. Yeah. 
period. And the conversation like doesn't stop there, but period in the sense that there's no other option right now. Yeah. There's still so much work to do. Electing Biden as president is not going to solve all of our problems, especially, you know, four years worth of, of, a, of a fucking mess. Yeah. But even then, even when, you know, it's we're we got a lot of work to do. You know, we've got <clears throat> 400 years of systematic racism to undo. We've got I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things that we need to fix. And it's not going to happen with a single president by, you know, that's just just not realistic. But yeah. the only realistic option to get Trump out is to vote Biden. Yeah. Vote Biden. <laughs> <laughs> like me personally, I, I've never been a huge political person. I, I like, there's so much stuff like I don't know. And I, I've, I'm just too focused on like my work, like mm-hmm. the, you know, the things that I do day to day to even care about that stuff. So when it came to like me actually having to vote, I was like, I, I know that the system is the way it is because more people don't vote for who they really want to vote for. Like they just vote Democratic or Republican. And that's why the system is the way it is. It's because it's because people aren't voting for who they really want to win. And after, you know, what you had said, I was like, well, she's right. (laughs) Like as, as wrong as I want her to be, she's right. Because I wish I was wrong. Yeah. Like, like I, I like I said, like that's why I was off rip. I'm I'm not saying Biden's, you know, gay Biden, but like right now I'm like yes Biden. Like but that was because, the point you were trying to make yes. is you wish you were wrong, yes, but you're not. But I'm not right now. Yeah. Right now we can work. We I hope by <clears throat> four years from now it's different. Yeah. I hope, and we can do that. You know, I hope everybody stays just as motivated. Talking to myself. Just as motivated to to make those changes and to pressure those changes, but I think that man, there's a whole new generation that's coming up that you know uh, I have more faith in the future, you know, and like what's to come. Yeah. Um. Like I said, with people like AOC and like, um, you know, these young progressives that are just like they get it and they're they're ready to put in the work, and I think in the past four years, like this was all like in a weird way, just like the pandemic is like, no, I'm not happy it happened, but it, it reset a lot of people and mm-hmm. made people force people to focus on, on what matters, you know? Yeah. And, and likewise, these past four years have opened up a lot of people's eyes to what really matters and like our, all of our responsibility in making a better world for everybody. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that it's something that, needs to change mm. undeniably yeah. but it's not going to change before november yeah exactly <laughs> like, exactly yeah. we gotta be uh, you know realistic so i mean <clears throat> admittedly like i said like i'm i've been i was really ignorant as well and um you know it wasn't until i really you know forced myself to take the time to like learn enough to at least have that opinion and you know, realize like, you know, long talks with my sister, you know, understand the system and like the repercussions of, of not voting for Biden. Yeah. So do you think it's going to end up just like how Hillary won the popular vote, but uh, Trump got the electoral college? Do you think it's going to be the same way? I don't know, man. It's just so hard. I'm trying not to have expectations Mm -hmm. about anything about all that because about how this is going to turn out in general, because either way, the work doesn't stop. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just what I keep reminding myself is that like no matter who is president, no matter what happens in the details, number one, I don't think Trump's going to go easy. No. I don't think he's going to leave easy. Um, and regardless, like my role in that is going to be the same. I got to keep doing more. Mm-hmm. I've never done enough. I got to keep applying myself to these real issues and being a part of the change within my own community and within my own reach. Yeah. Know? So, I mean, if you're, if you're a type of person who like thinks that America needs change, <clears throat> um, then it really doesn't make sense to vote for Trump because that's not change. You know what I mean? Like it's just more of the same shit. Trump will always be Trump. I mean, even though he'll be just for four years, it's still Trump. Mm-hmm. So if you want change, you would have to vote for change yes. to create change. Exactly. So 100%. That's a, I'm literally realizing this as, as, <laughs> I, like, as I'm this is, I'm talking this out. Yeah. No, and I appreciate <laughs> it. Like, this is like not stuff that, you know, like I said, I've never done enough. So this is not like conversations that I've had a lot. Like, this is probably the only like the second or third time that I've really like talked it out with somebody in, in this capacity because you know without being on you know social media or like <laughs> you know or talking to just like you know people that were educating me so it's like yeah I mean I, I know that um it's a lot to learn yeah you know the average person like doesn't necessarily understand how important every vote is and yeah. like we were those people yeah, I, I heard somebody say, um, it, you know, a lot of people are like, what's the point of me voting? My vote doesn't count. Somebody was like, um, if your vote doesn't count, people wouldn't be pushing you to vote. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> literally. Have you like, heard um, uh, Yellow Pain? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, you need to look him up um, after this or something. Yellow Pain has a song called My Vote Doesn't Count. Mm. And he schools folks. He he, he went viral because of it, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's important. We all have a responsibility. And, like, if you care about other people, if, you know, you care about, you know, communities that are less fortunate than you, uh, if you care about the world in general, because, it's like, this is bigger than the U- United States. Like, yeah. this is bigger than us. Like, the way the world has looked at us and, you know, it's, it's sad, <laughs> you yeah. know, because we're a laughing stock because of who our fucking president is. Me and uh, Rachel were in uh, Winnipeg in 2016. And um, it was about this time of year, and um, we were in some cl- we were in a mall, and this woman was like, um, she's like, yeah, are y'all ready for like next month or something like that?" And we were like, she was like, "The election." We we're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, that thing." Because <laughs> you know, neither one of us had voted before. I didn't and- think that it. I I I remember I was traveling for work at the time. I was in a corporate position, and I was sitting in a hotel room when the results came in and Trump was elected. And I remember I just sat there in disbelief, like this wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. We can't change this for four years. <laughs> oh, like, they tried <laughs> twice. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. As soon as he's out, the man's going to jail, or somebody gonna I get their money from him. He, I, owe, he owes too many people. To me, Trump getting in <clears throat> opened the possibilities of people, like the people who could get in. Yeah. Like as soon as Trump got in, everybody's like, "Oh, Oprah and The Rock." 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Kanye. all these, yeah, Kanye, like all these different Bruh. people who could possibly become president ended up being possibilities because yeah. Trump got in. It, it no longer was all about like pol- politics or anything like that. It was about if you, if you could get the votes, just run. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who ends up like AOC. Like she was just a waitress, right? Yeah. So, I mean, she's she, incredible though, man. she got close enough. Like that's all she needed. You know, she got close enough. She's incredible. I I can't wait to see her in the future and what she does because she's special. Absolutely. There's a lot of people just like her. Like I said, it's a whole generation that's coming up that's not taking shit anymore. You know, it's not accepting these things that have been normalized for us. You know, they're, they're not going through history class and believing the bullshit that was fed to us. You know, you've got... The 13th documentary that that and all these other like the truth is out, you know, and and the the, you know, foundation of this country has has been exposed in ways and and, and the the repercussions of what we were built on. All that's been exposed. So it's like we can't go back. Yeah. Now we're in the age of like you've got a phone, you got live like. You can't hide anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the change is inevitable. And that's why I just have, I want to believe, I do believe so much that, that Biden's going to win and it's going to put in motion, you know, move the momentum back in a way that's positive and, and in the right direction. Um, but I just try not to, you know, focus too much on that singular moment because like i said regardless there's still so much work to do it's yeah. just like god thinking about the possibility of trump staying in office is just like nauseating god, <laughs> like, just because my my, <clears throat> my parents are my mom specifically like she fucking bought a trump shirt like oh she's like a huge trump supporter she's a fucking trumpster <laughs> like a trumpster and it's like crazy to think that I came from that and like that some it's a cult yeah it's yeah. a cult it's way past like because this is the same woman like sorry mom not really but this is like the same woman who you know is gonna preach about you know God and 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 you know how to be a good Christian and and it's like the Christians that are that are captivated by him like you have completely lost sight of of what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. Because Jesus would not be voting for Trump. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Okay, like there's no way. Like Mr. Grabber by the pussy. Like really, Mom? Yeah. I wanna <clears throat> I wanna just walk into the house, my parents' house one day and just start repeating things, some of the vulgar shit that Trump has said. And if I get in, if they're like, oh, Tory, I'm gonna be like. He said it. <laughs> <clears throat> that guy across your shirt, that's a quote from him. I'm quoting him. <laughs> I can't grab her by the pussy, ma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's the hypocrisy is astounding, but it's a cult. Yeah. Because people are, are seriously brainwashed. And it's this, you always wonder, like, how Hitler did all he did. Trump's doing it now. Yeah. You just got to get people to be on board and yeah. just make them believe the same thing that you're believing in. That's why I try I try to I try to change, try to channel my anger in a way that's like 
productive mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like because it's easy to be like what the fuck is wrong with you but yeah. it's like some of these people are reachable no some of these people you know are are open to you know being awoken yeah, yeah. uh but it's like it takes a lot of patience and like it's like you know i posted something uh few months back and i have a lot of family in new orleans and i have i have a cop a family member on that side and i posted blue lives don't matter and they were like what (laughs) what how dare you like you want him to die and I'm like, you missed the point. <laughs> it's like if people had just read what, you know, if you if you don't, if you vote for Trump or you vote third party, you don't love me. Mm. Like, read further. Yeah. Allow me to elaborate. Yeah, people probably stopped. At yes. The, like, and if oh, you have read further, you read the statistics, you understand what I, the point that I'm making, then you understand why I say that. Mm. It's, it's, it's very direct. It's very like, okay, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't give a fuck about me. If you if you're if you're okay with this, if this yeah. is what you're going to support, In the same side, same sense, like blue lives don't matter is like, like no, I'm not saying cops should die. I'm not saying like a, a police officer's life doesn't matter. Like, no, blue lives don't exist. Yeah, that was that was literally created to undermine the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. There's no, unless you're a part of the blue man group, <laughs> blue lives do not exist. Yeah. Okay. So you're, if, if you can't, if you can't say black lives matter, but you can say blue lives matter, or you're offended by me saying blue lives don't matter, you get it. You're just a fucking racist. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like what I had to like try and break down for my family. I ended up just like deleting all of them off Facebook. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, they're all Trumpsters. And, I, and, and I'm just like, listen, this goes beyond politics. This yeah. is not a conversation about who has the best pizza in town. Yeah, yeah. This is not a, an argument over, you know, whether or not you like my haircut. This is not, this is about like real lives and the repercussions are too serious and matter too much to make light of it. And mm. if you aren't on that same wavelength, I don't know what else we can re- I don't know what else is going to click with us. Like yeah. it's it's that it's that important to me. It's it matters that much and like I mean this is a lot of family that I used to be close to, but <clears throat> at this point I I'm protecting my peace, I'm protecting my energy mm-hmm. and this is bigger than me. It's yeah. bigger than you. It's bigger than us. And I have to, there's got to be, if if they weren't family, I would have already, bye. Yeah. Because if you're willing to have a dialogue, really to have conversation, that's one thing. But the majority of Trumpsters is like, you know, it's, you, they aren't. Yeah, yeah. It's a cult. You're brainwashed. I don't know what's going to shake you, but it probably not me. Yeah. But if you're open, let's talk. And that was the thing is that they just, you know, even when I hit them with every bit of facts, you can every bit of and you're still denying what's blatantly the the truth. It's factual. I'm not it's not opinion. Like it's like it's, it's literally like this is this is facts like. What do we have to talk like you're I'm going <laughs> to let you live in your in your blissful st- you're stupid you're not ignorant you don't even get to claim ignorance anymore like 
because there's too much information out there and I just gave it all to you. I just did all the work for you. <laughs> and you still don't get it? Yeah. You're either stupid, racist, unloving, or all three. And I don't want that energy around me, yeah. even if you family. <laughs> and that, I think that's the big problem is like, you know, as I said, this platform, like <clears throat> my podcast is just a conversation where, you know, I'm open to, you know, I'm not religious, but like if somebody was on here and they were – a hundred percent Muslim were trying to tell me I need to be Muslim. Like, sure, I'll listen to you. I'm not yeah. going to stop you. But all right, let's stop this podcast. Like, yeah, I'll listen to you. But you know, I am who I am, and I, yeah. I believe what I believe. So yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what more people need to have is just more conversations yep. about just being open and like understanding because yeah. there's no nobody knows everything mm-hmm. and nobody knows afterlife stuff for sure. Yeah. Like, you can't say that because you haven't been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. You can have your convictions, but like not everybody's going to share those. And like it takes healthy conversation, healthy dialogue. But like I said, it's just some people, if if you're not bringing anything to the table, but like Fox News rhetoric or some bullshit that recycled meme and you can't actually like engage in a way that's productive Mm -hmm. and, and healthy, like and respectful. Bye. <laughs> There's so many other people that I'd rather talk to and I'd rather engage with. It's just a waste of time, a waste of energy. And like I said, it's way deeper than politics at this point. Mm. Like Trump exposed a lot of racist people. Like they didn't just become racist. They've always been that way. Like mm. they just are louder about it because you have a commander in chief that's up there, you know, yeah, shitting on black and brown communities. So it's like, they feel entitled. That's why Kyle Rittenhouse went to, you know, Wisconsin and and decided to open fire because mm. he felt empowered by our our by Trump. Yeah, it felt like that was like you know Trump's his dad, and he yeah he knew he wasn't going to get in trouble yeah. for what he did. You know what I mean? And like, and the sh- and the shitty part is he's probably going to get away with it. Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, you saw what happened to the Breonna Taylor situation. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing is like none of this shit is new. Yeah. None of this shit is new. This has been happening. It's just now people it's it's people are having their oh moment, like, oh. Oh my God. And and they're talking about it and it's and it's all, all across social media and, and Twitter and, and you know, there's <clears throat> you can't hide shit anymore. And that's why I feel like we're on the verge of major changes and, you know, why I feel like we can actually dismantle these systems that were never built for us in the first place. Mm -hmm. They were built for profit. They were built to perpetuate this, you know, false sense of security and unity, you know? Yeah. Um, Like if you're not patriotic, if, if, you know, you don't, you know stand up for the flag like no like all of these falsehoods are being like things are changing yeah and and you know four years ago you know kaepernick was the worst person ever and people were burning his jerseys and the nfl was like we don't know him and now it's like he's on the cover of you know shit and and they're putting them back in and in the madden games and they're you know it's like all this stuff is is shifting and it's like 
it, it, it takes everybody and it takes, you know, people voting, people using their voice, people drawing the line and standing up for what's right, even when it's uncomfortable. Even if I've lost, I mean, no exaggerations, I've lost hundreds of followers. That's crazy. Yeah. And, 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 and thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad because I don't want that support because you yeah, don't if you're, get if it. You're not a Tory follower you're, and you've made it this far in the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, but no, like and I I I don't apologize like the 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 girl that was like you just gotten too political for me. Like literally the day she unfollowed me and said all that, all I did all I was posting about was Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Hold up. That's not a political statement. That's a life thing. <laughs> that's that's a human rights. Like that's basic. Like you don't think Black Lives Matter? I'm confused. Like you know, I make hip hop music, right? <laughs> you know, like black people made me, right? Like I wouldn't be who I am. You wouldn't get the music that you get if it weren't for Black Lives. So, yeah. like, what are you listening for? Yeah. What are you listening for? I'm good. <laughs> next (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've I've never been one to like speak about it on like platforms or anything but i'll talk about all day on like a podcast or like in person like i don't have a i don't have a problem with it at all but you know that's what i think is missing from from society is people just don't talk about things and i think that's why a lot of people are racist is because like it's been passed down from their family Mm -hmm. and then like nobody ever just like talked about it it's like hold on let's think about this why is everybody in our family white? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. We had the opportunity to not be white. So yeah. Why is that? And then, I mean, it may be just attraction. Like, you know, that's, that's a possibility. Like, yeah, you but know. no, it's like, you know, like in my family, like you go way, way back. Well, actually just like my dad's dad and like they're part of the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. It's that close, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's it's um, it's way overdue mm-hmm. that all of this is happening. And like, like, I love my dad. Like, my dad and I have always been very close. He's got a great heart. Um, but he's like, he and, uh, you know, they don't understand their own privilege. They don't understand their role in this by... Like I said, evil prevails when good men do nothing. So it's like not enough just to have black friends or to like, you know, say that you have no problem with black people, but you do. It's the same reason I wasn't allowed to listen to to rap music growing up. Mm. They're the same messages, the same content, the same, all the shit in rock Mm -hmm. and the shit that my parents, like, in certain pop music, it was super sexualized. It's all these things that you just assume that hip hop was like. Mm. You know, these are the, th- the things that I that I had to really break down for my dad. I, I got him cool with hip hop through Christian hip hop through Lecrae and One One Six Click, and you know he loved my dad loved Triple E and stuff like that. But when I first started writing, it was spoken word, and then when I started rapping, it was like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, no ma'am that is satan's music that's crazy and it's like no it's it's black people's music to you 
And that equates to something bad. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're really listening to to this this rock song, if you're really listening to this to this uh, NSYNC song that I'm, this Britney Spears song, this Madonna song, nah, no, you got you got an issue with black people. Yeah, you're a racist. Yeah, you don't <laughs> even know it. Yeah, and I've had to face my own prejudice because that's I grew up with that. Mm-hmm. I had to face that within myself. It's it's for a lot of white people. It's like they don't even know. They don't even know the 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 subtleties that that's that that are carried on, unless you talk about it and you're honest with yourself and you humble yourself and you recognize the, those like I said those small moments and those little ways that that's carried down. You know, um, but I think that's why I've become so vocal on my on my social media platforms and otherwise and why I don't hesitate even if I don't know everything to say like to speak up in some way and to admit and to be open about my own failures in regards to like you know um doing more mm-hmm. like you know you don't have to have all the answers you don't have to know all the right things to say you don't have to be an expert to care about people and to play a part yeah you know and i have a platform i have a a voice that i can use i have uh, a voice that people listen to you know and um if i'm not speaking on it i'm i'm failing you know a community that made me so much of who i am yeah you know so that's why, like, I'm totally unapologetic about it at this point, and I don't care, you know, the repercussions because um, I'm about love, loyalty, positivity, progression. But to be loving and <clears throat> to be positive and to progress is to be loyal to the black community and to stand by them through this time and behind them when you know and amplify those voices because um it's way overdue (laughs) yeah so um what what do you have going on next like what are you what are you doing sheesh um i am working on my official website um so that's going to be launching soon um my next single is coming we got the video ready ready and everything it's called heather gray um, produced by Chris 3000. Um, love the song. It's <clears throat> kind of feels like a love the way 2.0, you know, it's like on that vibe. It's sweet, sensual. It's, um, but it's playful. It's fun. It's, um, just one of those songs I feel like is really universal and could really take off like love the way did. Um, but I love the song. And, um, so we're just working on getting, all of the pieces together so that once I drop, like, you know, we're ready for what comes next. And, and we're pretty much we're pretty much there now. It's just kind of like, you know, planning the time because we want to have at least, you know, four weeks out to kind of uh, get all the promotional uh, like like what I wanted to save the podcast for and stuff like that. I wanted to, you know, have some things leading up to that. But I just have a lot of opportunities coming through right now just in the past like a few weeks, I don't know what what's going on, but a lot of people hitting us up and a lot of things moving. So um, we're we're getting there, um, and I'm 
also launching another private platform. I won't say what it is. Mm, interesting. But this is the first time I've alluded to it at all. <laughs> um, I did a WAP remix oh. with uh, my girl, Just Bentley. Okay. And uh, we did a video for that. Okay. So that's going to be fun. Um, that's kind of connected to this private platform. Okay. And again, I can't say what it is because it'll give it away, but <laughs> it's going to be uh, clickbait for sure. Oh, all right. Um, but it's going to be fun. And, um, you know, outside of that, like we just have a lot of, like a lot of songs ready, you know, mastered, ready to go. Um, and just, I, I've, I guess I've got, I've stepped back from planning too far ahead you know, so I don't know like what the next release would be after Heather Gray, mm-hmm. um, but we've got options depending on how people respond to that. You know, because we're gonna do a little TikTok campaign. We're gonna do, um, you know, we got a lot of things in store for that song because at this point we've been sitting on an extra seven months, so things have obviously evolved a bit. But, um, uh, you know, looking ahead, it's just right now with the pandemic and. Uh, the uncertainties of when this is going to really end or like, you know, it to be safe enough to tour again, Mm -hmm. Um, like shows are kind of still up in the air. You know, I'm definitely, uh, I got these uh, customized uh, uh, 64 audio Mm -hmm. in-ears and I finally used them for the first time when I pre-recorded my uh, Memphis Pride performance And, uh, man, that was like a whole new experience, like being able to hear myself like that just really stepped up my, my performances. So I definitely want to record a lot more like pre-recorded performances, just Mm. knowing that, you know, like I said, the uncertainty of, of the pandemic and, and what's going to come next through these, you know, flu season and everything else, you know, we don't, we don't know. So uncertainties with that, but. Uh, yeah, sum it up. Heather Gray, next single's coming soon. Um, the WAP remix, website, more merch with the website and with the release, and uh, the private platform. When have you made it? When is when it's like, hey, I'm I'm here. I've made it. I'm successful. Well, you know, we talked about being you. You're I would consider you successful now. But yeah. like, when have you, you know, time to quit my job? I've made it. Is there, have you ever thought about that? Well, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm paying, when, when my, the money that I make from music sustains me, the people that invest in me, like, you know, on a level that's like, we're all good. Like Mm -hmm. we get to, we don't have to work for other people or work side jobs or, you know, I'll probably always dabble in real estate and stuff like that. But, um, when I, cause I don't, I've never like, I don't need to be like the next Justin Bieber. I don't need to be a major superstar. I don't need to be that level to feel like I made it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm making it. Mm-hmm. I have been like, like I said, when I first started putting out music, like things were moving and it's been all organic. And I, I'm glad you said, like, I do feel successful right now. Like, I feel accomplished right now, but I know I have so much left to do. So I don't know if there's ever going to be a moment where I'm just like, aha, I did it. 
you know, because I'm doing it. I'm, and there's always new goals. There's always new things that I want to do. And so, um, but I think that once I'm able to quit my nine to five and the people like Wheaton KG and Space Age and like the people that surround me, like once I can put them on payroll in a way that they don't need for anything else, I'll feel like. <sighs> that's awesome. I made this, you know, I did this. Cause that's always been the goal. Like, yeah. And I think that's why it always hurt, you know, when I had people that fell off and people, because I did it for them. You know what I mean? I never, this was never just about me and me being famous or like getting a bunch of attention or like having a fuck ton of money. Like, yeah, it's, it's cool, but I want it for a purpose. I want it to take care of people that have poured into me, you know? Yeah. So that's when. Well, it's been great having you on. Yeah, yeah some man, great this talks. is awesome. Yeah, for real. You're um, awesome. <laughs> I you. appreciate you for being, you know, persistent about it because, um, yeah, like, like I said, I don't always do this a lot but this was super refreshing so yeah appreciate you man i had on uh louise page and i reached out to her on instagram and she told me to send her an email and i was like send you an email i'm I'm messaging you right (laughs) Right. now but she said that's how she knows it's legit because people will hit her up and then like want a feature or Mm -hmm. or something like that but she was like it ends up they just want to like hang out or something or go on a date or something like that plenty of those (laughs) and that's why i do like like if you're persistent about it like if you don't like get offended if i you know i got stuff going on that i know that you know what's up like you know sometimes it just takes a little time but um no, I mean, I've been watching what you're doing, and, nice. like, Thank I think you. this is awesome, and, like, you've definitely leveled up, Romero, and, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to getting to know you more as well. Thank you. Thank For you. Real. Yeah, I'm definitely looking you forward to You and wifey. You are a power couple. <laughs> yeah, we try to be. Like, she, she does my videos and stuff like that. She was doing a lot more with the podcast, so she's, like, scheduling all of them and everything yeah, like awesome. that. So, um, yeah, we're just... That's amazing. That's it's great to have like somebody like your partner, like yeah, and like believing you like that, you know, to the extent that they're gonna help you exactly. do whatever you can. So yeah, it's awesome. All right, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in, and uh, see you next time. Yep. <laughs>